Who's this? Oh, you're an entrepreneur? Oh, you're a real estate investor. Oh, you're trying to learn from those who did it. Well, come into the lab then. Put your white coat on, gloves on, notepad, and let's build y'all. Experimentation, Ruben here. Listen, you guys know how much I love the short-term rental space. It's been one of actually my favorite guests I've had on my show, especially as an investor myself. Now, as an investor and digital marketer, I can tell you that in 2021, what is most important for every host is to establish and build your own brand. See, while Airbnb.com and Booking.com and Expedia which we call OTAs are good, they're not necessarily gonna take your business to the next level. Or if it currently is, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. That is because the majority of hosts are not establishing their own platform, their own websites where your guests can book directly through you. If you understand anything about business and marketing, it is the ability to control a list, to have control of that list. You do not have that kind of access and control when you're relying on other OTAs. So the best and easiest way to do this is by working with Boostly. See, Boostly, Mark actually have had him in the lab in episode 130. And the thing is, they built their website specifically for folks in the short-term rental space. And they built that on a WordPress website. See, 64% of all websites in the world are powered by WordPress. While the PMSs that you may have currently are offering you free sites, they're not built on WordPress. Now, Boostly also works with your existing PMS. And it doesn't matter if you're a host of one property or a hundred, they can start anywhere from 99 pounds. They've helped over 600 clients worldwide. And it is so important that you tap into what they're offering and schedule a consultation call with Mark and his team at Boostly so that you can start leveraging and building your platform so you can start getting direct bookings to skyrocket your business. It's really important that you do this and start building your own brand and that you're in control of your direct bookings for your business. So if that's the case, make sure you book a call at boostly.co.uk forward slash epic. That's boostly.co.uk forward slash epic and make sure that you schedule a call with Mark and his team at Boostly so that you can start getting your direct bookings for your short-term rental business. We'll see you on the other side. Real estate experiment, what is happening, y'all? Today, I have the pleasure of having Tanessa Shears, which we are so long overdue, uh, dialing in from the motherland, as I call it. Uh, That's right, Canada. So I'm super excited to have Tanessa uh, join us in the lab today. And it's funny, we call this the lab, and I think this is going to be literally the perfect uh, experimenter, practitioner in front of us today, Tanessa, who really specializes in you becoming limitless. She is the host of the Becoming Limitless podcast, and she focuses on uh, helping entrepreneurs optimize their health, which then will evidently optimize what their output is into their current endeavors. Uh, Tanessa has like literally a wall of certifications from kinesiology to uh, biomedical physiology, kinesiology, certified sleep science coach, the list goes on, but she is a practitioner and she implements this herself, which I'm very excited to tap into as a new mother recently and running a business with her husband. Just really exciting things. So Tanessa, welcome to the lab, girl. What's up? Hey, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. Talk about all things energy, productivity, all the good stuff. 
Well, <laughs> listen, I said this while we were offline. I could already sense the energy pouring out from the lens of my camera. I'm like, okay, this is this, this is going to be a good <laughs> feel it. It's in the vibe. So, um, so first of all, welcome to the lab. Uh, this is, this, you have no idea. So I always talk about this. Um, every time I have a guest on, and this is, you're really going to resonate with this, Tanessa. I always say, I truly believe that we are a reflection of our businesses and what we do. Like when I say we, it's like the person. So what I typically do is I ask, you know, I try to get into the person first. And I think it's gonna be so fascinating because I know part of our conversation is going to be about the person behind all these crazy things that we want to do as entrepreneurs and as parents and, and, and wives and husbands or partners, or just, just so many things going on in this day and age, especially during our circumstances. So I'm very interested to tap into that. So before we do though, before you tell us how you've been able to become a practitioner and help others, I want to ask about what gets you out of bed? Like what's, what, what gets you fired up Tanessa? I, you know, it's funny. I love seeing what I'm capable of. Like I, I am the true like early bird type A person all about the growth. Like if we're talking about those six human needs, mine is growth. That's my number one there. So what gets me out? I just love the idea of finding out what's possible for me and what I'm capable of and always kind of pushing that boundary. Not because I always want to chase more to feel better about myself because it's just so fun. Like to be able to say like, what do I want to create today? Great. Let's go after it. <laughs> mm, okay. So what, are, what is that? start with you because I know so for example I'm a huge and I want to get into this because you're the person to ask like you're biohacking and all that which I want to get into because what is biohacking but what does that look like when you start off your day Tanessa because I know I've gotten into like you probably see me on my Instagram like the miracle morning I try to get started get a clear mind a little bit of meditation but we've all heard of that and some people might feel like oh that's like that's really not for me but Let's find out first what works for you. And then I'm really curious just to, to hear what, what has worked for the people that you've, you've worked with. Yeah, well, if you would have asked me this question before my daughter was born, I probably would have had this like luxurious morning routine that probably looked like coffee and maybe a book and some self-time. Now it's like get down to business. So we'll probably talk about this a bit later, but my chronotype specifically, I am geared and biologically wired to wake up at 5 a.m. without an alarm clock feet on the floor, just as energized as I am right now, that is inherently who I am. So since my daughter's actually, she's just over a year old right now. So since she was born, it pretty much looks like this. I wake up at five, I'm at my desk by 5.15 and I work till 8.30 because that's when she wakes up. So would I love to be working first thing in the morning? I might want a little bit more of a leeway into it, but kind of I've discovered that you know, being a stay-at-home mom and having a daughter and a full-time business, like I have to fit my business in when she's asleep. And that just happens to be at 530 in the morning right now. <laughs> mm. So what would you say to those? Cause I know we're getting, we're going to get into sleep later, mm. but what would you say to those? You know what? I'm, I'm a night owl. I get productive, yeah. you know, when the lights, you know, come or I guess when the lights, I guess the sunset dro dro yeah. um, drops and, and the lights are on, what would you say to that? Is that like proven to be a thing where mm. that can be a thing and that can work for you? Or is that totally nope? does not work even if you think it does. Yeah, so what you're actually talking about is called your chronotype. So we are all mm -hmm. biologically wired to operate around a 24 hour clock differently. So for example, if you think back to like caveman time, there needed to be a subset of the population that was on guard and keeping everyone safe late at night, some early in the morning and some throughout the day. So there is a doctor named Dr. Michael Bruce and he's recently popularized this idea of chronotypes. And about 15 to 20% of the population are genetically wired to be what he calls lions or what 
what we know as like early birds. We get up, we're naturally awake, fired, ready to go, really goal oriented. We're the type that are up at 5 a.m. Not because we're like trying to grind out and be 5 a.m. people, because that's just innately who we are. It is not a struggle. And when we go with that rhythm, everything feels optimized. Our energy is good. We're, we're hitting that upswing in cortisol in the morning. Our melatonin drops off earlier so that we can wake up. So on the other end of that is hundred percent what the Dr. Michael Bruce, he calls wolves. And these people are genetically geared to not start producing melatonin and all of that until later. So midnight is actually when they go to sleep and 8 a.m. is when they wake up. So what is not, what we've always kind of known as like, you know, successful people always get up at 5 a.m. What I've kind of learned over this time is successful people follow their biological clock so they don't feel like they're always um, dealing with brain fog and exhaustion all the time. So when you tap into that, that's when you can really like light up and lean into deep work and feeling focused and energized and not feeling like you're crashing throughout the day. Ooh, okay. So you're bringing out a sticky topic here. Is it, <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing nurture versus nature and I'm excited. I'm actually taking notes because that's what I do in the lab. Okay. So can I become, you talked about chronotypes, which I, which I appreciate. I'm sure that's a breath of fresh air for our listeners. Um, can I go against the grain? Can I develop, right? Can I, if I'm not, if I don't, should I be pushing, you know, because it's, it's a challenge for, for a lot of us to do anything that's challenging, even working out, it's pushing your, your body saying stop, right? And you want to push against that. So when it comes to like, oh, I am not a morning person, should we listen to that and actually tap in and see, hey, am I more creative towards the end of the day? Or should we say, no, it's discipline. Tanessa, you can do this. Try to train yourself. What would you say to, to, to someone who's, you know, staring in front of you and is asking for some of that guidance? What would you say to them? Yeah. So what the science says and the research says is that chronotypes are as genetic as your hair color or your eye color. You can try to dye your hair and change it, but eventually your hair always comes back. That's the same way as like, if someone was, um, let's say the majority of the population, they're called bears. So they have a chronotype where they on average go to bed at 11, wake up at seven. If they try to join my tribe, I'm a bit of a lion. I'm always up at 5.00 AM. If they try to join that, they'll find they're always groggy. So it's not a hundred percent like 7am is your time to wake up. They can, you know, push it half an hour to an hour. But for the most part, if you want to take advantage of your natural hormone swings and your energy, sticking to your chronotype is going to be the best. Because if you think about it, what makes us feel really alert in the morning is catching that cortisol upswing. So cortisol is that hormone that makes us feel alert, right? Yeah. So for example, if someone was geared to wake up at 7 a.m. and they're starting to wake up at 5.30 a.m., those first hour and a half, they're going to be relying on coffee to stay awake because they haven't yet had that hormone upswing. So it is dependent on what subset of the population you belong to. Like I had a client, she was really, she wanted to be a lion. She really wanted to wake up at 5 a.m. because she's like, that's my quiet time. But right. she hit the end of her work day and she was on the couch, like completely wiped out. And it left her very little time to work on the business while she was in it all day. So we switched her up to what her chronotype tested as, which was a bear. And it turns out that she no longer crashed in the evening. So she's getting so much more out of her day. It's just on a different schedule than she originally thought was best for her. Oh my gosh, Tanessa, there's so many thoughts that are like pouring in my head as you're saying this. So first of all, thank you. And this is why this is, it's very humbling for me because I always been I'm like, you got to want it, you know, you got to, you know, you got to train yourself, you got to build. And it sounds like there's obviously, this is why you're here. There's, there's obviously a, a, bio 
uh, or chemical or, or however you would like to call it behind this, this day-to-day lifestyle that we have and we need to pay attention to it. So if I'm listening to this, okay, I heard what you said. How do I find out which one I am? Yeah. Um, so he has a free quiz. The, the doctor that wrote the book, The Power of When, it's a free mm-hmm. quiz on his website. And I just Googled the power of when I often take my clients through that because I don't want to spend time wasting their time, giving them a schedule or helping them optimize in a way that's not going to be best for them. I want them in their natural biorhythm operating right off the bat at peak performance. So we don't, you know what I mean? So it's really helping them optimize, but it's just, honestly, it's a free quiz that you can do. And then you just get to dive into the suggested schedule. And it's fascinating when you slip into what your body was designed to do, everything becomes a lot more effortless. Like people say to me all the time, how are you so energized in the morning? How do you get so much done? And I say, well, because I'm not working against my biology and my hormones and my energy, like it's just flowing because this is how my body was meant to work. Yeah. Gosh, that's that's so interesting because, and I hope we can get into this, right? I mean, we talk about, I said nature, nurture, uh, and I was having this conversation a couple of days ago. I do believe a lot of it is based on our environment. Um, So when I say that, it it might even include your lifestyle. Maybe you have to, um, you know, go to work at a certain time. And obviously there's Um, that's another thing because we talk a lot about entrepreneurship and building a lifestyle that suits you and obviously that there's a you could see the connection there of of a structure that's been put in place that maybe either serves you or doesn't Um, what would you say to that uh, for kind of building your lifestyle around your environment or and, and overcoming that Yeah. So we live in what's called a bear's world. So a bear is 50 to 60% of the population. They're that 11 to seven rhythm. That's why jobs, traditional jobs start at eight 30 or nine. Like that is the societal rhythm we are living in because that's the majority of the population. So what happens is when you get early birds or we get people that naturally stay up late, we're socially out of sync. Like I'm in bed by nine, eight 30 most nights, which I mean, isn't optimal socially, but I know it's what makes me perform. So as an entrepreneur, the wonderful thing about creating the lifestyle is you get to tune in to, okay, here's where I hit my energy swing. Here's where my workouts are the strongest. And you get to design your lifestyle around where you naturally have those energy highs and those energy lows and where you're productive and where you need to pull back a little bit. So that's the kind of neat thing is as being an entrepreneur, we don't have to stick to society's conformed, you know, bear schedule. We get to create our own schedule. Yeah, no, I love that. And again, that's why we're preaching entrepreneurship so much because there's a lot of things that come with it that allow you to uh, be your best self really at the end of the day. So let's talk about this, right? Because we, we I, I did give you the introduction, but I didn't really get a chance to hear your perspective on the importance of, would you call it biohacking, Tanessa? Like, is it is it biohacking umbrella? What would you define your space where you're really catering to the, to the human performance and efficiency? Does it, do we start with biohacking? Do we end with biohacking? Let's, let's unwrap, unravel that and, and uh, why don't we? Yeah. So biohacking is essentially an umbrella term, like you said, but it encapsulates everything that where you are, it's the art and science of changing the environment, not only inside of you, but outside of you to enhance like longevity and wellness and energy and just overall health. So when I first heard biohacking, I was like, Ooh, this almost sounds illegal. I don't know about this concept, but when I dug more into it, like, yes, biohacking does go super techie and you can, you know, monitor every single stat on you from constantly monitoring your blood sugar to monitoring every single part of your sleep. Like there is a lot of that component of biohacking, 
but there's a lot of biohacking that we take for granted. Like things like getting out and getting some sunlight on our skin every single day, eating whole foods that help keep our blood sugar stable, having a consistent circadian rhythm, going to bed roughly the same time, waking up at roughly the same time to optimize just our hormones and our energy and well-being. stuff that we innately should be doing now, but we get too wrapped up in all the tech and the crazy stuff about it without just first starting with, are we sleeping well? Are we eating whole foods? Are we moving our body throughout the day? And what is our stress like? Like, how are we managing all of those things that are just the basics and the foundation of well-being before we get into all the techie stuff that I think biohacking has traditionally been known for? So I guess, so from what I'm hearing is these are simple things that people can do without needing to, oh, what's the app that you're using, what's that, et cetera. What do you think is um, one right now that, that you feel a lot of our listeners would resonate with? You talked about getting sunlight. I know we've been cooped up a little bit as, as folks have been really quarantining. What, what are some of those uh, uh, transformational, um, uh, I guess, hacks that you could give someone that they can implement like literally today or like right away? Yeah, the one that will give you the most bang for your buck is going to be maintaining a consistent circadian rhythm. So we talked a bit about chronotype, right? But we also go back to the idea that if it's true that our temperature, our hormones, our blood pressure, all of these variables, they function at relatively similar times according to the clock. So does your sleep. So one of the best things we can do is go to sleep at roughly the same time and wake up at roughly the same time every single day, even on the weekends. And I know that this sounds like something that's like, I don't know how I could possibly do this, but the crazy thing is like your body and your brain are so much clearer and sharper and focused because while you maintain consistent sleep, you get the full spectrum of quality sleep. Cause it's Mm -hmm. not just about, Oh, I closed my eyes at 11 and I opened them at seven. That was eight hours. Well, maybe not so much because there's so many things going on in our sleep, including awake time that we're not aware of. And the different parts of deep sleep and REM sleep and what they do to our brains to allow us to be effective entrepreneurs. How disruptive Tanessa is it to literally be off for one day of the week? Does it really compound into several other days? Do you know, does the research show that or anything like that? I'm very curious. Yeah. So essentially what will happen is when we miss, it's not, it's not like one day is going to throw you off for a whole week, but kind of give you an idea what happens. Like there's major components of sleep. So for example, when you go to sleep at the beginning part of the night, your brain enters a lot of deep sleep. This is great for like recovering from our workouts. Growth hormone is here. Um, consolidating memories, um, cleaning out our brain so that we don't develop long-term memory loss and Alzheimer's and dementia. This all happens at the beginning of the night. Then at the end of the night, there's something that's called REM sleep. It's our dreaming. And this is what I call entrepreneurial gold. So there's so many things that happen in REM sleep. We become better problem solvers. We are better at thinking outside of the box, which are all things that are key to being entrepreneur. It helps us read people's facial expressions and body gestures so much better, which when you're working with clients and customers, you have to be able to sense shifts and tone and things like that. So being um, having enough quality REM sleep allows you to be able to properly assess a situation. And the other really neat thing is getting enough dream sleep allows you to maintain your emotional control. So if something doesn't go the correct way, you don't fly off into stress or overwhelm or frustration. And you also don't give in to short-term gratification. Like all of these skills are mastered and cultivated during dream sleep. But here's the thing. If you go to sleep two or three hours late one night, you might think, Hey, that's only an hour or two of sleep. But if all of our deep sleep is happening at the beginning of the night, you've essentially cut out like 50 to 60%. Or if you get up early one day and are like, hey, I need to get up at 3 a.m. I normally get up at 5.30. 
you've chopped out the majority of your dream sleep. So essentially by constantly fluctuating every day, even like three or four days a week, you're, you're hacking into that quality of sleep. So you're basically saying, well, I don't want to be able to solve problems or be as creative today, or I don't want to recover from my workouts as well. So that's what's happening. And if it is just one day, you'll recover from that. But what happens? And when I work with my entrepreneurial clients, it's like, we Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday schedules all over the place. Then the weekend comes, we're sleeping in till 10 up till two. And we just feel like we're walking through life, just less effective than we know that we could be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Guilty, guilty as charged. I mean, you're speaking to me directly about the sleep thing. I'm going to put myself out there. Um, it's, um, it's, it's one of those things where, um, it shouldn't be sacrificed by any means. And I think um, we have to be careful because there is a culture of, of hustle, 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 hustle. Um, um, but I think it's it's just as important to work on, just like you're working on your business, um, to work on yourself. Um, I mean, is there any advice that you would give? Because there's just so many stimulants. There's so many, um, you know, even the light, the white light that we have right now going into my like. Is there anything that I could start optimizing my environment in, in a way that, that maybe a, a few hacks that you, you've seen have worked for, for individuals that may help them get into that rhythm of sleep? Because thankfully, I knock out when I need to knock. Like, I literally will just knock out right away wherever. Literally, I can crash forever. But that might not be the case for everyone. And maybe there's some external factors that are maybe a, a, a hindrance to that. So do you have anything? Yeah, one of my favorite ones I love to talk about are blue light glasses and glasses. And I know that these are like the trend to talk about right now, but I find it so interesting. Nobody really understands hundred percent why. And when I understood it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is important. So like when we're, you know, up late on our computers and stuff like that, and looking into our phones, blue light enters our eyes. It pumps a break on the gland that produces melatonin and why melatonin is so important. It's the hormone that like lets us start, you know, creating the onset of sleep. So what I didn't know before and what was like blew my mind is it takes melatonin a couple of hours to ramp up after your brain perceives sunset has happened. Problem is we live indoors. Lights are everywhere all the time, right? So our brain is perceiving it's daytime. So what happens is even if we turn out the light and go to sleep, your brain is like, is it sunset? Should we start? Like, is this when we start producing melatonin? And then it takes a couple hours for your melatonin to catch up. And the problem is that is affecting the percentage of deep sleep and the amount of REM sleep we get. So although we're able to knock out or go to sleep, our quality might not be as effective as it could be had we taken care of that. Now there's a couple of solutions to that. And as entrepreneurs, I know firsthand, like the idea of being off of our phone or computer isn't always possible right up to bed because, you know, if there's deals going through or, you know, for me, if a link went funny, I've got to be able to be on there and fix that. So there are two things that I've put into place on all of my devices. I have set up on a schedule, a blue light blocking app There's one for computers called Flux. It is scheduled. I set it and forget it and never think about it so that the screen pulls out the blue light beforehand. So the other thing that I do without fail every night is I put on these blue blue light blocking glasses, but the important thing about the ones I use is they have red lenses in them. So we always hear about blue light blocking glasses with the clear lenses, but if you can see the color blue or the color green through them, they are not blocking very much blue or green light. So I have actually invested in a pair from a company called TrueDark. I just really like theirs. 
and it makes everything orange and red. And the fascinating thing is within about 45 minutes to an hour of putting them on, I can feel the effects of melatonin rising and I get drowsy. But the great thing is if I need to be on my phone or looking at my computer, that effect of that blue light is mitigated. So I am still protecting the quality of my sleep on those nights. I need to be in my business a bit later. Wow. That's, that's, that's super helpful. Cause I think it's, um, I, I have a thing and I don't know the flux app. I, um, is it the same or is it as good as having like a, um, you know, the settings, if you go to like sleep mode or it's like, or like a yellow screen or are those, are those effective at all? Or I think it's like, like a, on the phone, I think it might be like a sleep. Yeah. It's night um, shift mode. Night on shift iPhone. mode. There, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And blue light filter on Android devices. But yeah, basically if you're looking at your screen and it looks muddy and brown, yeah. that is way better for your eyes than looking yeah. at a screen that is full of white and blue light. Got it. Okay. So let's, let's talk about this. So we've talked about sleep. We've talked about a little bit of environment, lifestyle, um, nutrition. How deep do you go into this? Um, when you, I mean, I know <laughs> I, I forgot to mention certificate in health and fitness studies. I mean, you, you've gone really deep on this. Um, when you're, when you're tackling all of them together, is there one that you tackle first? Is there mm -hmm. one that like, this is, that might be a lot for everybody to just, just change drastically. I mean, obviously they can work with you, but what would be some of the lowest hanging fruit things? Is it just day-to-day -day things as such as the light nutrition? Like what do I tackle first? Do I tackle them all together? What would you advise? Yeah. Well, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Like, I always think that, I mean, sleep is something we're doing anyways. And yeah. even if you don't increase the length of it right away, like I have a client right now and she gets four hours a night. So we're really just working on bumping that up to five, but more so improving that quality while we can slowly extend it out because it's something she's already doing, right? So protecting the quality of that sleep. So some things that we can do, I always like to think of it like this. It's an experiment. You want to be adding one thing a week and seeing if it worked because as entrepreneurs, we are busy. We don't have time to do a hundred million little health habits and this evening night routine that stretches on two hours. And like, in my case, I don't have time for this long morning routine anymore. So I need to know what works so I can get in and get out. If it's not giving me more energy out then I need to put into it, it's off the table. So what I'm looking at and things like that is okay, if I need to protect the quality of my sleep, here are the biggest things that will help. And here's what the order I'd actually take a client through. Number one, slowly start getting half an hour of extra sleep per week. Two, get the blue light glasses on. That's really straightforward. Three, make sure your last meal is three to four hours before bed. It really disrupts your ability to get into quality sleep. Make sure your alcohol is wrapped up by seven o'clock so that it doesn't affect your quality sleep, dream sleep specifically. There's mm. lots of fun things that you can even do to start biohacking your bedroom and like adding one little thing a week. Like what we do is we invest in uh, a roller blind and we actually just bought some cheap double-sided Velcro off of Amazon and we Velcro it to the wall to prevent the morning light from getting in. So it doesn't disrupt my sleep. So looking around and doing little things like that. I mean, sleep is where I would start. Yeah. I always go to nutrition next because those are the usual two where a lot of inflammation is creeping up and that's what's causing all the brain fog a lot of us are experiencing what do you think some of the i appreciate you going over that by the way tanessa and yes. what do you think are some of the the changes that we can start doing in our in our diets without going down a rabbit hole because i know obviously <laughs> diet is respective to everyone's kind of yeah. tolerance to you know whether it's insulin resistance or whatever you want you know whatever it might be what would you think in general without you know cookie cutter approach uh, would be some something for us to start really considering in, in the way we eat and consume things. 
So there's two big things that I like to focus on off the bat. One, stabilize your blood sugar. Mm. There is nothing that's going to impact your focus, your productivity, and your energy more than constantly fluctuating blood sugar levels. So when I say that, basically the food that we eat specifically in the category of carbohydrate and a moderate amount with protein sends our blood sugar up. When we get that crash that comes down, that's when we're getting energy fluctuations throughout the day. And that's also creating a lot of that inflammation. So what I'm looking at is step one, can we get a whole food nutrition plan? Did it come from the ground or have a mother? Yes. Great. Put it on your plate. So we're looking at things like, you know, making sure our, our it's balanced. Like where is our healthy fat? Are we including at least at one meal a day, some kind of grain like quinoa or amaranth or millet or brown rice, or are we including that? Where's our healthy source of protein? So we're starting just to look for, you know, answering the question, did it come from the ground or did it have a mother? And I know it sounds simple, but that is one philosophy that nearly every diet type agrees on. Take out the processed food, take out all the sugar, go to whole foods. So whether, no matter what you're following that works. And then the second thing I really love to look at is how is this food interacting in your body? So I have clients actually write down a, a food journal of what they eat every single day. But the most important part of that is not what you eat, but how you feel after. So I give them a window three hours after your meal. What are the symptoms that pop up? And we're looking from everything from cloudy thinking to fatigue, to um, lethargy, to joint pain that pops up to stomach aches, bloating, gas, any of these things that aren't light, energetic, and satisfied. And we start watching for trends. When I did this with myself, I noticed consistently that broccoli and quinoa gave me this really weird hollow feeling in my stomach where it would hurt. So while broccoli and quinoa for most people are going to be really healthy, it's causing inflammation in my body and that's going to slow me down and slow my brain down. So really paying attention to the foods that aren't sitting well in your body and eliminating them, because if it's leading to inflammation, it's leading to brain fog. And that's just not something that we want as entrepreneurs. We want sharp, clear, focused thinking. We'll be right back. Yeah, I, I love what you said earlier about that. I mean, I, you touched on it, and I, I really wanted to just echo it. Uh, you yeah. mentioned you said the word experiment. So first of all, you know, kudos, welcome to the lab. You have to experiment and then see what works. And you're kind of touching on that as well right now. You got to see what works for you. Uh, it's not like a, you know, a banana can be very great for someone else, and then spike someone else's blood sugar like at level, depending where you're at. It's it's you know it's not just for yeah. uh, cookie cutter approach. So that's important. I think you you touched on that. One thing I'm sure someone is listening, and be like, oh, I hope she touches this. What about the time? There's been intermittent fasting. There's been there people say you know eat snacks throughout the day. I, again. I think it's important for all of us to do our due diligence and Tanessa is giving some insight here based on what she's seen has worked for her and her clients. But what would you say at a macro level is, you know, what you've seen has worked again as practitioners is based on what we've seen has worked. What, what would you say um, when we focus on the timing of eating? Yeah. And that'll depend on your gender. It's fantastic seeing the, all the research that has come out lately that is really showing the difference between the hormone profile of uh, a male and a female. So for example, the natural male hormone profile, you guys go through a 
a complete hormone cycle in 24 hours. Your testosterone rises in the morning and that's when it's your highest and it cycles like that every day. But as women, we naturally cycle every 28 to 32 days. So our hormone levels are not static throughout the day. So where something like intermittent fasting is actually quite effective for a male biology specifically, because you need the, like the same type of diet and the same type of workout work phenomenally day in and day out. With women, on the other hand, there are phases during the cycle that intermittent fasting works really well for. But then, for example, during the later phases of the cycle, blood sugar is really unstable. The stress hormone cortisol goes up and our body naturally requires more carbs. So it's actually a different approach depending on your gender and how your hormones are naturally fluctuating. So when we're looking at, if I have a male client come in, intermittent fasting is usually a great strategy. Um, some people prefer more like a 12 to eight routine. Some people prefer more a seven to three. It really just depends on their lifestyle. But with women, I do like to make sure that we are taking their cycle into account and keeping them hormonally healthy that way. Mm, hormonal healthy. What a good segue to my next point. Uh, and I appreciate you explaining that. So we talked about nutrition. We talked about environment. We talked about sleep. Now, of course, we are all working from home. Work, 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 work. We're all hustling. We're working. Uh, some of us aren't working from home. Some of us are outside. But the workflow and the stress management, what, what are some lowest hanging fruit? Okay, here's what you need to start doing. Because I'll put myself out there. You know, it's been, I'm as good as my team at this point, right? I mean, I have a team of 17. I, I can, someone shows me my schedule and all that, but I'm, I'm, I'm bad at, I know what I'm bad at. Um, and I was journaling for some time when it came, like I use the atomic habits tracker, but then I also have a calendar and then things get crazy. And obviously we have a management system, but what, what does that look like for someone to just be like, okay, is it work blocks that work? Is it seeing things on the calendar? Is it post-its? Obviously things will, will be different, but what has you, have you seen works for a lot of people for them to kind of get in a, in, in a flow um, and where they're really in, in, in the, in kind of in the flow of work and they're not being interrupted by, by kind of external interruptions. Like what, what, what would you suggest Tanessa? We're here. We're just, we're squeezing the juice. Give us the juice, please. We need your help. Give us some. What do you have? The fun thing is this comes back to your chronotype again, and knowing what that is, is okay. going to set you up beautifully. So as I can speak for myself as a wolf, my brain is optimized and primed for deep extended blocks of work early in the morning. And I'm mm. talking about, you know, seven to noon. Like if I have to write content or I have to do something deep reading, creating, that is at that time. My brain then shifts to a lighter focus in the afternoon. That is why I schedule the majority of my client calls between noon and six. My brain is in a conversational energy. This is where I kind of get reinvigorated. I am deep work in the morning and lighter work in the afternoon. And this shifts around depending on your chronotype, meaning if you are a late night owl, you are way more likely to get into your deep work later at night. So it really depends on that. So I find that once you identify, okay, where do my deep work blocks need to go? Then I start optimizing that. So the way I use my calendar, I honestly use a combination of Google Calendar and Trello. And I set Trello up completely different than how it's supposed to be used. I set it up like a calendar during the week. So I have, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 
and I mark off my block. So every morning I have a 5.30 a.m. block and the majority of days I have a 1 p.m. block. Uh, aside from the days I see my clients. So what I do is I know that those early morning blocks are my deep work blocks. So intentionally into those go all of my deep tasks. So I'm thinking things where I don't need to be disturbed. I'm writing copy. I'm writing newsletter content. I'm writing podcast content. That all goes there. Whereas in the afternoon might be things where I'm posting to social media or I'm replying to emails, thing that doesn't need the deep part of my brain. So yeah, that is how I think I stay in flow in that. But I think the best thing is an app that I'm going to tell you about that I found that changes everything for me. So it's an app that I found. It's called Brain FM. And yeah, it's a really neat app. And it basically works so that it's like, imagine having a remote control and you could tune into different brainwave states. So say you want to be really focused you hit the focus and it plays a type of music Mm. and there's these neat little note bots in the back. We can't detect them with our ears, but it fluctuates in what we call beta brainwave frequency. That's when our brain is in flow and focused. So by putting in this music, it invites our brain into focus and it gets into flow like exponentially faster. What would take me 20 minutes, 30 minutes before five, 10 minutes. And that really allows me to use my time more. But the neat thing is the app doesn't stop there. It has ones for relax. It has ones for meditate and it has ones for sleep and all of those different, let's call them channels, entice different brain waves. So Mm. alpha brain waves is what you want to be in when you're relaxing. Theta, when you're meditating, deep, a deep delta waves when you're in sleep. So I use this app as a way of choosing and dialing in effectively what brainwave state I want to be in and on demand. It is so worth having that app, especially during those deep work blocks. You don't waste half an hour getting into flow. That's crazy. I, it's yeah. funny you say that because I had a, do you know, like, I don't know if I'm going to call this correctly. Is it lo-fi music? It's I've like a, heard of it. It's kind of like this very chilled. I mean, that's what I used to go to in the mornings when I'm like, no words, no distractions. But I'm wondering what kind of, uh, yeah. like trying to pull it up here. I'm wondering what kind of like, you know, you said theta, like you said a lot of things I have to go back <laughs> on that I'm like, oh my God. But that's so interesting. Look at you. Like it goes so deep. I love, I love the, I love the environment topics because I think we can construct environment. Um, and I, and I do love that you do say it depends because I think it goes back to doing the work, which is often where we don't go. We don't start in the foundation here, here, right? The mind, right? To operate. We just work on external things. So what application can I get? And it's more of who are you? How do you operate as as Tanessa, as Ruben, as whoever is listening to this, so then you can really optimize your 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 day to day and even your evenings and nights, right? Um, it's so funny. I'm I'm definitely gonna a big shout out to Larry and Perry. Uh, I'm gonna send this episode to them because we uh I've always been a morning morning like uh, just early worm and 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 it's like they're like there's no way and they have a very successful business and they're like every meeting it's like yeah room ready for you at two o'clock four p.m. I'm like I know exactly what they're doing. It's I mean it's the exact same thing but it's, it's so interesting. They operate late meetings later. Um, it's just very funny how we all operate differently. So. Think the work is back on us i mean uh, so tell me tanessa like what when at what point did you did did you really start discovering these things for yourself i mean it sounds like you've done some a lot of deep rooted work mm-hmm. um you know when did this hit you and like what problem are you trying to solve in, in your world yeah well it 
I was a personal trainer. That's where I opened my business back in 2014. And mm. I had a full six figure business. Like I'm talking 33 client hours a week. It was, oh it was a lot of energy. Cause you go home, you do your programming, you do your, you know, your invoicing. It was a lot to start off with. And I just kept finding like, I am having to grab food that's fast all the time. And I was never taught to cook. Like my version of cooking at the time was like, what's in the back of a Jillian Michaels cookbook. Oh, cottage cheese, rice crackers and peanut butter. Okay. And I was always trying to find things at the time that like I could fit in between my clients because I was like, I don't want to eat on the floor. So how could I, what, what, what's nice and quick. And I found that like, I was just crashing all the time. So I started doing a lot of reading and I came across, um, Dr. Jason Fung's book, the obesity code, which really started explaining the hormonal component component of eating and what it, how our energy plays into that. And I was like, ah, oh. so I was sitting in bed one night with my husband and I looked at him. I was like, do you want to just like cut out sugar and flour for 30 days? He's like, what the heck do you eat if you don't eat sugar and flour? And that's kind of when we realized that was our first step into biohacking when we were intentionally doing something to look for a result. And the result was, can I feel clearer? Can I feel more energized? Do I need to be relying on snacking all the time to keep me full? And that was what it kind of got into. And then just naturally in working with clients and wanting to get them better results all the time. Like I always experiment on myself first, then my poor husband and sister, they're my guinea pig one and two, always on board. Like my sister's like, I always learn something after seeing Tanessa. It's because I'm always like, do you want to try something new? And then of course, you know, you always have your couple clients who are like, oh, me, 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 like I want to be next. And then once I've, you know, gotten consistent results, then I kind of formulate a theory around it and start introducing it as like a, a whole module almost in my framework. Gosh, that's, that's, you're a true experimenter. That's for, that's a really cool because I, the reason I asked is I do feel that as entrepreneurs, we're, we're often solving our own problems, uh, which then become solutions for others. Um, so I think that's fascinating what you're doing. Um, I, I definitely want to find out. Um, so uh, we, we talked a little bit about, uh, um, at this point, not working workflow, nutrition, um, environment, sleep. We talked, we haven't touched on the stress part, which I'm sure people are experiencing a lot. Um, I mean, what do you, what do you say as far as, again, going to back to the basics of stress management, what are some best practices um, that you would advise? I know you talked about personal training. We know working out is a good one, but what are some maybe some other ones that people can really tap into when it comes to stress management? Yeah, well, stress is so important because it's like the number one killer of energy <laughs> and energy is what's going to give us what we need to be productive in our businesses, right? So one of the processes I love taking my clients through is I, I've kind of created something I call like a cognitive load detox. So if we think about what cognitive load is, it's how many things our brain is processing at once. So we know, and you probably know from all the personal development you've done, our brains have a finite amount of good decisions they can make in a day right? And our decisions slowly lose quality. If we want to call it willpower, that towards the end of the day kind of crashes. Like when we're in our business and we are, you know, making decisions and, you know, creating our brain is quite taxed. The cognitive load is quite high. So if we don't take time to specifically detox that at some point in the day, if not at the end, we end up showing up the next day with a full plate, so to speak. And we don't really have any more room on the plate for more decisions and more thinking capacity. And, you know, it's just, we don't feel like we're as quick. So what I always like to think is like during the day, we have all these tabs open in our brain, just like on our browser. And I, I'm a true believer that the number oh of gosh. tabs we have open is related to how much we have on our brain. 
So well, you're I, speaking to me directly. It's like, am I screen sharing or something? Is yeah. this, it's like, can you see my screen? This is so bad. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Windows hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, tell what, us, what, so, what's yeah, wrong so with me? You... Tell me? Tell me what's wrong with me and tell the listeners who, are, who have the same issue. What do we do? Well, and you know what? It's not even so much that is the problem. It's just a lot of entrepreneurs I work with, there's no contrast. Our brains are always like, say we're, you know, putting out content. Oh, there comes a client email. I've got to follow up on this deal. All of this is happening. Oh, 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 oh. Our brain is just like in six different places and we're processing all of these thoughts at the same time. And I like to always offer my clients the option of coming and spending time focusing on a single task. So you know how earlier we talked about those different brainwave states? When we're in that beta, we are focused. We need to contrast that by allowing our brainwaves to slow down and spend time in alpha. So the problem is we're always told like it's bubble baths, it's long walks in the park. These are the things that are going to calm you down. It has very little to do with the activity and more to do with the brainwave state you achieve in that time. So I can guarantee you there is the average person who is, you know, out for a walk, but they're also listening to a podcast and also texting when it comes in. That's not going to count. Your brain is still split and fragmented. So my challenge I always give my clients is, can you put aside 10 minutes, 15 minutes at the end of a day, or if you're having a busy day in the middle, where you bring your brainwaves into alpha and how you know you're in alpha is it's a relaxed state where it's a single focus. So think of watching like, I don't know, an episode of friends. There's not a lot of thinking going on there. It's relaxed or you're just cooking dinner or you're just playing with your dog or you're reading a good book, something that allows you to kind of like almost allows your brain to exhale and just relax and get into that state because it's not an activity we're after. It's a feeling we want to achieve. And that is done by the brainwave state. So Sometimes my clients are like, I, I, I can't just play with my dog. I need to have a podcast going. I can't deal with that kind of boredom because it's, it's quite the contrast from having 30 tabs open. So what I ask them is, hey, why don't you try grab Brain FM, put on the relax and feel what that feels like. Because so many of us don't even know what that feels like yeah. to be in alpha. We go from beta, go, 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 go into sleep. And then we're back in beta and we're back in sleep and there's no transition. So I like to do it where I read a fiction book in the 30 minutes before bed. If I have more reading time, then it's personal development, but Mm -hmm. that turns my brain on because I just love thinking how I can make this into content. I like to unwind with a fiction book. I like to take 10 minutes, you know, wash my face, put on some lotion, dim the lights, not with a podcast on, not with the tea, just focus. Let my brain drop. I love that. Tanessa, I mean, there's gotta be so so many benefits to doing this. Like I'm trying to think what you're saying, the, the singular focused, you know, slowing down, do we know at the level of that we've been speaking at a deeper level, how, like, what's the impact of this, of, of kind of just slowing down? Does it help us become even more pr- productive or does it inspire? Does it give us a boost later? Because I feel like to your point, there's just so many stimulants coming in nonstop. Do do we know if, there are some proven benefits to just, just taking a break. Yeah. Well, not only will that transition time help you have higher quality sleep, Mm. which we know is going to help your productivity the next day, but it allows cortisol to drop. I mean, 
aside from all the stuff we just talked about, we are inundated by blue light, which is a stressor on our body. We are inundated by horns going off, cell phones ringing, emails going off, music in the background, processing two things at once. Like the amount of stimuli we are bombarded with every day keeps us almost in that like fight or flight cortisol like environment inside of our body. So allowing ourselves to kind of literally exhale, it allows us to spend some time in the opposite of that, which is called the parasympathetic system that rest and digest it, There needs to be that contrast. Otherwise our adrenal glands are pumping out cortisol all the time and we're stressed out. Our energy's crashing where blood sugars all over the place. Yeah. We're not sleeping well, like all of this compounds. So this is like a key component to being able to manage your energy and your productivity comes down to being able to manage the number of things or plates you have spinning in your brain, so to speak. So Tanessa, is it, is it also, um, cause when I hear this, I want to just, I'm, I'm listening, I'm saying, okay, tactical. The first thing that comes to mind for me is my cell phone. And to your point, I think the windows that if you're giving tactical or practical advice, is it best to shut the phone off? Is it best to, um, you know, at some point throughout the day, is it best to close all those tabs? Like, what would you say is probably the lowest, you know, that, that next thing that someone should, should do and should change right away. Cause it does sound like it's a lot. Yeah. You know what? I find that almost that whole idea of cultivating focus during a workday is almost a whole separate topic of resisting the need to answer the email that comes in right. or jump onto Facebook because a notification, you know what I mean? There's that. But I think the most tactical thing would be, can you carve out a minimum of 10 minutes where you spend time just in one place, present without distraction. Like it could be as easy as having a 10 minute shower without a podcast on. I have a podcast on every time I shower in the morning because it's very efficient, but I also need that in contrast. So if I'm having a shower at night, maybe let's just turn off all of the auditory. Let's just lower the lights. Or maybe it's, you just stretch for 10 minutes before bed. It, it can start very small and then you can intersperse 10 minute pockets throughout the day or even extended. Like my husband and I go for a walk with my daughter when it's nice out here for like 45 minutes and we talk to each other. And that is also alpha brainwave activity. Yeah. It's that I'm focused on him. We're outdoors walking. Like that is all, these are all examples of ideas that you can start, you know, putting in a little bit of time once a week to start. Yeah. Twice I, w I would piggyback that I, I I do believe that now we're we're starting to get, I mean, you've seen this before. Yeah, didn't I say it? No, this yeah, what you're saying is great. It, it's like just being present, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Not not put putting the phone on. I and I can I really love that you said said that because uh, that is a rule that we we have where we no cell phones for for like literally away. Um, and we're trying to do more of it. Or one thing that I know that I'm very aware of is like when I'm with someone, um, I'll have a bunch of missed calls and texts because there's no way I'm, I'm, I know I can't do both. And I think sometimes we're fooling ourselves. So I know that's a thing that I, I definitely resonate with that I would, you know, recommend to our listeners. Being more present, I think, is going to go a long way with the people who you're, you're, you're involved with in your life and, and uh, when it comes to relationships and and then for, for the sake of your own sanity, I mean, I feel calm just having had this conversation, like I'm toning down as you can hear, and we're going to like fade away into the yeah. podcast and go to sleep. Um, <laughs> but seriously, like I feel super calm. And 
I think this is a good reminder, and, and this is why I wanted you to step into the lab, uh, where you talked about the experimentation that starts from within, so that you can really implement it in all of our busy work. Because at the end of the day, we are our most important asset, a real estate mm -hmm. asset. This is the most important real estate, and it starts here, and you really have to op optimize that. And I know that we have an expert here in the lab. So as far as you, Tanessa, our, our listeners are here, they've heard you literally break down uh, and talk about some really uh, foundational topics that they can really implement because we're really focused on, hey, how can I fix this today? I want to hit you with a quick rapid fire round uh, mm -hmm. just to, to, before we uh, give the call to action to our listeners as to where they can connect with you first. I want to hear a few of these things. What do you th think is the best habit that serves you, Tanessa? Oh, sleep. Day -day. I'll say it sleep? again and I'll say oh, it again. I am the queen of sleep and it's made my life great. <laughs> I love it. You gave us Brain FM as one of your favorite applications, which I do uh, appreciate, but you're, uh, I, I'm sure there may or may, may be something else that you would recommend to us as one of your favorite applications that helps you kind of like excel throughout the day. Is there anything else that comes to mind? Yeah, either uh, any way to track your sleep and your just in general, like your stress level. So anything like the aura ring, getting one of those, getting mm. a Fitbit, some way to actually monitor your sleep is essential. It's, it's kind of like never having access to your online bank and not knowing how much money in there is like not tracking your sleep. You don't know what's going on. It's always a guess. You have to be mm. able to see it to change it. Love it. Love it. Appreciate that. Favorite book? Ooh. Probably, oh, there's two of them. One is Boundless by Ben Greenfield. It's a big, it's like, it's like the biohacking, my biohacking handbook. It's like a textbook. Oh, wow. I keep it on my desk all the time. Um, otherwise than that, it's Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Love that. Biggest misconception um, that you think people have about how to, to really become limitless. Like, what do you think is a thing? Oh yeah, but that works for someone else. Like, what biggest misconception you think is out there? is that they think that becoming limitless means needing to be perfect. And I think it's all about the journey of discovering what you think, discovering what you're capable of and beyond what you currently believe is possible for yourself. That's what becoming limitless is to me. And it's not about doing everything right all the time. Mm. Okay. I love that. When it comes to biohacking and just being an efficient human being, an efficient soul, what is a one thing that you wish one experiment will say that you wish you would have implemented like 10, 10 years ago. I wish I would have cut out sugar and flour a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, we still have it once in a while on the weekends here, but like it's changed my clarity and level of presence. And like, I don't waste my weekends anymore recovering from a, like a massive food hangover from all the, you know, the yeah. rich food. I get to enjoy my life again. Good for you. Oh, gosh, making us feel so are you guys not inspired by this? Like you just want to go ahead and just, just clean up your entire kitchen, clean up your entire office, close those tabs. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm going to get my, my life together now that I've, I've come in contact. Seriously, it's contagious. Um, this was really fun to I definitely want to give you an opportunity to uh, give our guests a chance to connect with you. Where can we find out more about what you're doing, the impact that you're having, the lives that you're impacting um, in addition to your own? 
Yeah. Well, if you want to find me on social media, just to follow up with some questions, Tanessa Shears is where I'm at on Instagram. Beyond that though, I give like the best of the best stuff on my podcast, Becoming Limitless. I do a deep dive in like all biohacking things and make sure that it's always highly relevant to entrepreneurs, which is exactly who we all are. Right. So beyond that on the podcast, I have like a really fun guide. Like when people are just getting into biohacking, like what are the best ones that are going to give me the best results right away? So I created kind of like an entrepreneur's playbook. It's called 12 ways to biohack your energy. Mm. And it's my favorite 12 biohacks and things like brain FM. That's one of them in there. Meaning like these things implement them and you are off to the races, so to speak. And that's at tenessashears.com slash energy. Ooh, I love that. So I'll definitely be, we'll definitely be including that in the show notes. So if you're driving, keep your hands on the wheel, stay focused, do one thing, and we'll make sure that we have that. Um, and I mean, listen, we're not playing around anymore. Tanessa gave us the, 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 the juice, the experiments, the, the blueprints. So it's time to implement them and put them to work one at a time, one experiment at a time. Thank you, Tanessa, for coming to the lab. And just like that, we are out. If you're a real estate professional, a real estate agent, a real estate investor, a lender, a multifamily syndicator, a contractor, you name it, and you're looking to grow your online presence, but you have no idea how to get started or simply don't have the time, at Invested Talent, we help real estate professionals extend their current business to social media. Why is this important? Without this, you wouldn't be listening to this show, and your own host, Ruben Kanya, and his team would not have done deals they've done today. As a matter of fact, Social media has helped us keep this show together, which now exceeds a billion dollars worth of real estate from our guests collectively. That's right. Our reputation, opportunities, partnerships, and most importantly, real estate transactions were started directly from social media. If you're a real estate professional and you lack an existence on a media platform, Invested Talent can help. Simply go to investedtalent.com forward slash social media and make sure you click the get in touch button to get in touch with our team. Again, that's investedtalent.com forward slash social media and get in touch with our team. You focus on being the brand and we'll help you build it. Now, if you know anything about the lab, you know that we like to give practical advice. So if you feel that this podcast was of any value to you, please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes by going directly to the podcast app from the show's page, scroll all the way down and leave us a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe by clicking the subscribe button and leave us a comment. Lastly, and most importantly, share this episode with a friend you feel will benefit this episode the most. Remember, There's a you and I in build. Let's build, y'all.